The Mueller hearings were political theater, plain and simple. It was a circus, and Democrats got exactly what they, well, what they gambled for. They lost. This Russian collusion thing is over. This obstruction thing is over. Impeachment is over. That's what we're talking about today on the No Thanks Considered podcast. Thank you guys for listening to me. My name is Tim Young. If you haven't heard anything about me, I'm a political comedian. I do a lot of things here. I'm a contributor for Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. I also host for Sirius XM Radio probably once or twice a week. I'm in there a lot now. And I have a book called I Hate Democrats, I Hate Republicans, talking about how Democrats have tried to manipulate the language and, and culture of society. And Republicans really just haven't fought back. So you don't have to necessarily go by that. You'll probably hear most of those talking points through the podcast. So let's talk about this Mueller hearing yesterday. You know, I'm, I'm watching it. And uh, number one, I'm, I'm hosting Sirius XM yesterday for David Webb on Sirius Patriot XM channel 125. I just say that automatically now. It's like one of those things. But I'm watching I'm watching these hearings and we have to kind of cut in when I think something good is happening. And Matt Getz nailed Mueller. Uh, Jim Jordan nailed Mueller. And of course, Jim Jordan was talking to him during a commercial break. So we actually got to have the TV up to listen to it. And then you just listen to the initial statements. So let's talk about these opening statements to begin with. And it's feelings and tinfoil hats and conspiracy theories from the left versus facts from the right. And whoever whoever coordinated both sides, and I think Democrats, well, I know for a fact that Democrats practiced as if this was some sort of a presidential debate, and they had somebody stand in for Robert Mueller. They actually had somebody, an actor, pretend to be Robert Mueller, and they asked him these questions so that they could get their uh, their loaded questions out, and I'm sure that whenever they asked this actor, the responses came back exactly what they wanted, and that that was not so yesterday at the hearing. He stuck to the report, as was suggested by William Barr. Let's start with that, by the way. Forget, forget the initial statements. Let's start with this fake news story that came out that said that the Attorney General sent Mueller uh, and Mueller's team a letter that told them, hey, that like warned them. This is how it was spun, and this is why people are calling it fake, why they call them fake news. It was spun that Barr was threatening Mueller's team and telling them to stay within the lines of uh, the report and, and what they can and can't say. It turns out that that was a complete lie from the left saying that Barr was threatening him. It, it fit the narrative that Donald Trump doesn't want things out, even though Donald Trump never stopped any bit of the investigation. We'll get to that in a second. But it turns out that the Mueller team asked the DOJ, asked the Attorney General for guidance in this situation, and that was the response to that ask. They asked them what should be talked about, what can't be talked about in the hearing, and that was the response. He wasn't warning him. He wasn't threatening him. He wasn't telling him what he can and can't do. They asked for, hey, what can we talk about in response to questions? Barr gave the suggestion. Barr and his team uh, over at the DOJ gave the suggestion. Hey, just stay within the confines of the Mueller report. So that, that story, number one, breaks in the news the day before the Mueller hearings. Was never corrected for, by the way, on CNN and MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, all of those. They never corrected for that. That was corrected for on Fox uh, when they actually asked A.G. Barr why this letter was sent. Nobody else really decided to correct it because it doesn't fit the narrative. And that's what we saw going into the Mueller hearings was just narrative, narrative, narrative. 
Did you fully exonerate Trump in your report? The report wasn't there to fully exonerate Donald Trump. Number one, it said no Russian conspiracy. And they tried to say conspiracy and collusion are two different things to try to continue on this insane narrative. But the narrative is dead. They're, they are, they're trying to say they're not the same thing. They are the same thing. Collusion, conspiracy. I mean, it, people are so tired of this at this point. There was no collusion, no Russian collusion, and there wasn't enough evidence to prosecute Donald Trump on obstruction. And that decision was left up to the rest of the DOJ that fully exonerated him. Period. That's how it worked. Mueller left it up to the rest of the DOJ. The DOJ said, hey, we see no reason to, uh, to move forward with any obstruction charges. We don't see enough here. So all these people that are like, did you read the whole report? Did you do this? Yeah, sure. Yeah. A lot of people did. You know who didn't? Members of Congress didn't. Members of Congress, not to be completely out of whack here uh, and, and, and not have firm segues, but a lot of the members of that committee, the Democrats, who complained that the full report wasn't released initially, never went and read the report in skiff, in secret, when they could see the entire report unredacted, except for tiny, tiny pieces of, of who is still being investigated. So let's go to these opening statements. Sorry, I've, I've stretched it here uh, going around. I, I'm, I'm so angry about this. I was angry about it on the, the radio yesterday. So you have Ralph, uh, Ralph Nader, <laughs> Jerry Nadler. I'd rather have Ralph Nader than Jerry Nadler in there, to be honest with you. Jerry Nadler hiked his pants up as far as he could get him yesterday. He was so excited to show up and start asking these questions. Asked all of the bullet point questions, Russian collusion, was Trump fully exonerated? Mueller says, no, Trump wasn't fully exonerated by my report because it wasn't the report's job. Went through all the talking points to try to set up their narrative. And then Doug Collins comes in and Doug Collins asks very, very poignant questions. Doug Collins says, hey, did, did anybody ever hinder your investigation? Did anything ever stop your investigation? And the answer to that was a firm no from Robert Mueller. And you know what that means? That means there was no obstruction at all. The obstruction that they're trying to claim happened was from Donald Trump saying, I don't want to be investigated. Maybe we should look into Robert Mueller, uh, conflicts of interest with me personally, which there were some, but nothing was ever acted on. They're saying, oh, Donald Trump uh, asked asked him to be, asked uh, one of his senior advisors or one of the senior officials to remove Robert Mueller, but it never happened. If I say, man, I, I wish I could shoot X, Y, Z, and it's just me talking, that's not a crime. It's stupid, but it's not a crime. Donald Trump didn't commit a crime here. And the problem is, Democrats are so far down the rabbit hole on this, if they wanted to beat Donald Trump on policy, they might have a chance. But they're so far down the rabbit hole on this Russian collusion thing, and they've wasted so much money on it, and they've pushed this narrative over and over and over again through all of their media channels, that... It, it, they have no chance of beating him at this point. There's nothing left for them. So there's this back and forth. The, the, in the opening statements, of course, uh, Robert Mueller also saying uh, that he did not find any Russian conspiracy. Tell that to people on Twitter who are nuts, who still believe that there's some sort of conspiracy. Tell that, uh, tell that to, to members of Congress who think that there's some, some sort of conspiracy still between Trump and Russia. It's insane to me. I think Maxine Waters still has the, the Putin puppet picture pinned to the top of their, 
her uh, her Twitter page, Putin Puppet Picture Pinned. Say that a hundred times real fast. It's it's just it's theater. It's the worst political theater we've done in a while. The left doesn't know how to do memes. The left doesn't know how to make jokes. They don't know how to take jokes, and they don't know here how to hold political theater theater hearings. I can say that political theater hearings on Capitol Hill. Then I think the most shocking thing, and when I was able to see Jim Jordan speak, and then I went back and, and took a look at it, Jim Jordan grilling Robert Mueller on things. Robert Mueller could not could not identify things in his own report. It's called the Mueller report, number one. I guess we all call it the Mueller report, but it turns out it's probably Mueller's assistance report because I don't believe that man read that report at all. He went in, and when you see a picture of Robert Mueller, you see this confident, infallible, strong investigator. Just the picture of him. You're like, well, this guy, this guy's a boss. He's, he's serving the country. We know we can trust this guy. But then in his testimony, you watch him, and it's... It, my mind was blown. He was like Commandant Lazar from Police Academy. Remember Commandant Lazar from Police Academy? The guy, he had a goldfish. He was completely clueless. Occasionally, he would fall into helping uh, Maloney or whatever and, and, and the good guys. But like for the most part, he had no idea what was happening beneath him, and he was just a complete mess. He was clueless. He didn't know what was where. He was defensive. You know, I... I I got to give him some credit. Let's go back to before we even get through his testimony. It just seemed like he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there to begin with. He made in his short uh, press statement a couple of weeks ago, he said, this is all you're going to get out of me. It's never going to go anywhere. I don't, there's no reason for me to testify to Congress. So we already knew that he did not want to be there. He did not want to show up. And so he's dragged out. He shows up. Also, there was this worry that there was going to be extra counsel there to help him. That that He needed that counsel. I wish they would have helped him some more because he looked awful. You know, there's this, this concern from Republicans that they were going to have a surprise shock witness, and it was one of his assistants. This must have been like a senior living assistant that brings like Werther's originals and extra diapers for the guy. The guy was so clueless. I'm concerned. Like, I don't want him investigating where I lost my keys. That's how clueless he was. This just seems like they had this poor old man as a front for some sort of much more nefarious investigation where they were trying to investigate Donald Trump for anything they could get him and it didn't work. And, you know, you put it together and you take a look at the people who were in charge of the DOJ and the FBI and you've got Jim Comey who was leaking things and trying to make the president look bad. And it turns out one of the IT guys in the White House was actually an informant for the FBI too. That's like a thing that came out the other day but was kind of brushed under the under the, the rug because of all the, the Mueller hearings. So you've got... Comey, who wants to continue investigating Donald Trump because he doesn't like Donald Trump. you got Strzok and Pedro on this team, who, Strzok in particular, who's like, you know, viva la resistance or whatever, and, and, and saying that we're going to stop Donald Trump from becoming president. By the way, a uh, great play that I saw with Dean Cain and Christy Swanson when they were acting out the, uh, the text between Strzok and Page. You've got all of these people who are, you've got, Andrew McCabe, who in his book admits that he was trying to start a coup, literally in his book. I, I didn't read it, but I saw his interviews on it, because why would I waste my money and time on this? Andrew McCabe's book, he literally outlines that he was trying to get 
members of the cabinet or reach out to members of the cabinet to get them to enact the 25th Amendment. It says that Donald Trump, you know, wasn't mentally fit to be president. Oh, Donald Trump's so crazy. Oh, he can't be president because he says mean things. But he tried to actually, this is the head, one of the heads of the FBI, one of the heads of the most strongest uh, investigative bodies in the world, law enforcement bodies in the world, is trying to get the president removed because he doesn't like what he says because he says mean things. Trying to get him removed and admitting to that. And nothing happened. Could you imagine if an, a, a, we'll just call him a deep state appointee from George W. Bush, a holdover, would have tried to get Obama removed from office? He probably would have been hung and executed in public. Clearly, there would have, this would have been a bigger story. It would have been called a coup. He would have been called treasonous. He would have probably been put in jail. But nothing happened here. So you've got all these guys who are trying these. You've got Viva La Resistance, Strzok and Page. You've got Andrew McCabe. You've got Comey, who's had his own. I mean, this guy, Jim Comey, just looks like he loves the smell of his own farts. Like, this guy, he shows up. I, I know for a, a fact that I have friends that golf at his golf club. And when he shows up, there's like a, a groan and a tone shift in the, in the golf club. On the golf course. They, they, nobody wants to be around the guy. He's so arrogant. Loves the smell of his own farts. Leaking his own memos to, uh, the, I believe it was a professor that then leaked him to the New York Times. And you got Andrew McCabe who leaked things to the Wall Street Journal to try to uh, advance his career and, and lied uh, both uh, under oath and not under oath and was dismissed by the FBI for that. Uh, sorry, dismissed by the DOJ for that. You've got all of these guys who are working for nefarious purposes to try to stop Donald Trump and, and have a track record of doing just bad stuff and being self-serving. And then you've got Robert Mueller, who after his testimony yesterday, just looked like a goof. And, and I'm now convinced that Robert Mueller was just a figurehead for them to do whatever they wanted. Sorry, I had to take a drink there. It just seems to me that he was incompetent. He's like this old, poor, old, incompetent guy, 74 years old. Now, granted, 74 doesn't mean incompetent in all cases, but he shows up. He's kind of slurry. He's worse, worse off looking than, than Joe Biden. And this is the guy who's been in charge of this case? I'm just wondering if his team wasn't kind of handed to him instead of him necessarily picking them, or maybe he was. they just knew that they, he would pick them because of the people who were around him for so long while he was still conscious and serving the country and that's how this just went crazy so i think that aside yesterday republicans drew the line and told the story that needed to be told when you take a look at who was lying to the fbi through through this investigation and who was lying to the Mueller team sure people on the republican side and people who were close to the president lied to him sure Manafort was a dirtbag. But everyone on the left, there was literally no one charged on the left. The people who also lied and perjured themselves, nothing was done to. Nothing at all was done to. This, this was set up to penalize people who were close to Donald Trump. And that was the narrative that was put out by the Republicans yesterday. And you could see it. You could very clearly see it. And then it's like, whoa, yeah, why wasn't this guy punished? That, that was my question over and over again. Why wasn't XYZ punished on the left? Why was Tony Podesta 
given immunity. Now, Tony Podesta, of course, is John Podesta's brother. John Podesta was the chair of Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. But Tony Podesta was given immunity very early on, and Tony Podesta and Podesta Group was just as involved in the Ukraine as Paul Manafort. In fact, I believe they worked together on things. So why was he given immunity? And you start to add this stuff up, and it's like, wait a second. This was a completely biased investigation. And it was a mistake for Robert Mueller to show up yesterday and talk to both Democrats and Republicans. It's fun if it's just one side, right? If he just showed up on CNN, he'd get all the questions that they'd have loaded for him. And just they'd get all the, the, the left would get all the talking points they wanted. But they did not get any talking points out of this to the point that I have a, a montage, a collage, if you will, super cut, like the terrible haircuts, of all of the typically left-leaning commentators yesterday saying impeachment's over, Bob Mueller looked like a clown. They did. Democrats did not get what they wanted out of this. This is going to end up being a problem for Democrats. This is over. Obstruction and collusion is over. And they need to shift. And impeachment should be over, too. All these people, they want to impeach. They never say what they want to impeach for. Donald Trump is mean. They want to impeach him because he's mean. Because he says things that hurts their feelings. Also, I couldn't imagine if the Republicans, when they had control of Congress, had tried to impeach Barack Obama. That would have been the end of days. Everyone would have been labeled racist. They would have been called treasonous. It would have been called a coup. They would have been out on the streets. The stuff backfires. The stuff backfired when Republicans went after Bill Clinton years ago. Newt Gingrich keeps warning of this. Lindsey Graham keeps warning of this. But Democrats keep going down this road because they think for some reason the rest of the country is with them, and they are not. This, the difference between Democrats and Republicans yesterday in the Mueller hearing is very simple. Republicans know that the rest of the country, A, doesn't care, but B, when they do care, they're just going to see a couple of talking points, and they need to hit the point that everything is biased. This is just energizing Trump's base and Republicans. Democrats aren't playing to the rest of the country. Democrats are playing to their social media, to their actual media, to their hard media, and to their friends. So when Democrats act, it sounds very loud to them because they're playing in an echo chamber. They're, they're playing for Washington, D.C., and New York, and San Francisco, and Los Angeles, and Seattle, maybe a little bit of Colorado, some Chicago, if anybody has the ability to... to the internet in Chicago, if they haven't been shot yet, you know. They're playing for those media hubs, and they're screaming to each other at the top of their lungs in their bubbles, and they're getting lots of likes from, I, I believe a lot of them are bot farms on Twitter, but they're getting lots of likes and lots of retweets and high fives from their favorite media people and giggles from their favorite media people. And they don't realize that that will not win elections, that that will not move polls. You can literally look at polls where Donald Trump was down in polls that, by the way, I don't think most of flyover takes polls. I think you get a phone call, ring, ring. Hello, this is the Washington Post. We'd like to give you, and, and the person's already hung up on them because they don't want to talk to the Washington Post. Ring, ring. Hello, this is CNN. We're giving you a poll, click, dial tone. Donald Trump's coming back in those polls where I don't believe the silent majority and the people in the middle of the country are already 
taking them. I think they're already avoiding those polls, and Donald Trump is coming back in them. His approval rating has been going up. Unemployment's down. More, I believe we have more jobs right now than people to fill those jobs. Illegal immigration is one of the, the main topics uh, in, in the country right now that people are actually concerned about. I think it's polling at something like 27% that people are concerned about immigration. But they don't want open borders. They want some sort of solution to it. Democrats keep saying open borders and give everything away. I, I say all that to say this. The Democrats on Capitol Hill yesterday were playing to the people in those echo chambers that are closed-minded and with them already. They're playing to their friends. It's the old comedian trick where you think you're really funny the first time you show up to tell jokes and it's your friends that are laughing at you because they're already in the tank for you and they love you and they support you. And that's what's happening with all these Democrats. You've got all of their fans and friends showing up and laughing at their stuff because they're trained to laugh at the stuff and they like them already. The people who don't like them already, the people who are on the fence, are getting pushed farther and farther and farther away. And when it comes to 2020 elections... Stunts like yesterday that failed will backfire, not in votes necessarily for Trump, other than energizing his base and people who would already vote for him to go and vote for him, but in creating apathetic voters for Democrats who don't want to vote, who can't find a solution, who don't like Trump, but don't like anything the Democrats have done as well, and don't think Democrats deserve their vote or their any reason for them to show up to a poll. That's what happens in 2020. Voting is going to be down for Democrats, and they won't understand why, and they'll try to blame, instead of Russia this time, I'm sure the big bad will be uh, China in this collusion story, China, even though Joe Biden's son is completely connected with China and the Chinese bank. So, hey, you know, there's already probably collusion going on there. So they do not know what they're doing. They don't know who they're marketing to. If I was a consultant for Democrats, they might even have a chance. But that's never going to happen unless they have a few million dollars they want to pay me. I don't know. I could sell out. Who knows? I might sell out. Probably not, but, you know, never write it off. Everybody's got a price, right? That's what the million-dollar man in WWF said years and years and years ago. It's too late for them. They needed to start working on policy and things that actually contradicted the president and sent a message to the rest of the country two years ago. But no, they've stuck with this collusion and obstruction well, first it was collusion. Then when that failed, it was obstruction. Because remember, it used to be all Russian collusion until you know they brought it back yesterday for like a couple of minutes. Democrats are going to lose, and they're on a path to lose. And this Robert Mueller hearing is the absolute epitome of their strategy, their failing strategy. That's it for today. You guys have been listening to the No Things Considered podcast. My name is Tim Young. If you want to follow me, it's at Tim Runs His Mouth. Remember to like, share, listen to this multiple times, download it everywhere. We're now on Spotify. We're now on iTunes. We're on Podbean. I believe we're going to be on a few other platforms pretty soon. And check me out on Fridays on Fox 5 if you're in D.C. or fox5dc.com slash live. I'm there. Thank you again for listening. It's the No Things Considered podcast here on all, all of these fantastic places where you're listening to it. Have a good day.